Hey, hello, Dwayne Brummett uh, with Ali Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. And you know what? I'm really disappointed. We actually don't have the same color shirts on today. You normally would have been talking. Yeah, we, we usually end up matching, which is, well, we kind of match. I have blue, you have blue in the lettering. Look at, look at that. Um, so how's it going? Everything is going well for you. You, uh, you know, what's going on? Tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about your school and you've been, how long have you been technically physically open? Yeah. So we, uh, opened back in June, uh, with groups of 10. Um, okay. And, you know, we barely even have groups of five, you know what I mean? But, uh, now we're, right. now our restriction is groups of 50. That's what we're in phase four groups of 50. And, you know, our, Honestly, um, my beginner's seven and up class is on Tuesday, Thursday, because that's usually the busier time. You know, I like last night, I think there was uh, 11 or 12 in there. So that's good. Okay. And yeah, um, uh, my black belt class on Monday and Wednesday nights is packed. Uh, we're just jam packed. But I still have half of them that are doing virtual too. So um, you know, we had, gosh, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16. I think we had 22 people on the floor on, on Monday for our black belt okay. class. And then, right. you know, probably another, another 20 or 25 on the screen. Interesting. So now, um, are you seeing like a tick up as far as attendance growing, like in house? Like, you know, it started off as only a few and now it's growing and you're, that, you know, the students are slowly coming back. Do you, you see that? Yeah, I would say, you know, I only have maybe 20% of my or 25% of my population uh, coming in now as opposed to 10%. So uh, right. I'm just hoping next now, month it's 50%, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. And now are they coming back more so because you feel or they've said and you've heard them say, like, hey, I, you know, I was a little nervous at first. I had a mom. Uh, just write to me. Yeah, we'll we'll be good, continuing with our Zoom classes, and you know until we feel comfortable. You know, so uh, you know that's I can see this that hesitation, right? That people are still nervous. So are you seeing that? They, are they telling you that? Is that what you're hearing? Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, I had one mom that uh, uh, messaged me yesterday. They they want to cancel. Um, she had already messaged me a couple of different times. We've been going back and forth, and she so finally made the decision that they want to cancel because. You know, they just don't, they don't feel comfortable, which they they gave me their notice. They're going to continue with their virtual until the end of August, just because of the way that our um, cancellation policy works. And so they'll be done by the end of August. But my thought process was, you know, look, your kid's going to be going back to school in the middle of August. Like, right. they're, they're going to be with other people. What's the difference if they come here with other people as right. well? But, I, you know, you can't have that discussion. Uh, with them, and you especially can't have that discussion via uh, texting uh, or instant messaging, yeah. you know what I mean, just because there's so much yeah. lost in that translation. So, yes, to answer your question, there is a lot of fear, I still think, uh, that, that are, that's going on, and I think right. that's going to be our biggest, and we've talked about this before, I know I have, that's going to be our biggest obstacle of getting people back, that and the convenience factor, but we've, we've discussed that before, too. Yeah, so so the good news is you are seeing an uptick, and you did mention, too, that you have a bunch of people in act, new students in trial memberships, and they're actually coming to class. Yes. 
Yeah, so I mean, yep. these are these are good signs. So it's interesting. I, I wrote down, you know, I tried to break. I normally I I just write off the cuff. Bit. I mean, talk we talk off the cuff and, and discuss things. But I I jotted down some things today, like to, to really just chat about. So um, the questions that are broken down in our summary. So did you, uh, you know, do you think though that um, you know the the students are going to eventually just fizzle out the ones that are on Zoom? That you know they're getting. You said I'm hearing it a lot from you know a lot of chatter on the internet. You know people are zoomed out. That's the new, the new talk. And I, I see it. Our attendance has dropped as well. But I wonder, I, in, in in regards to Zoom, I wonder though if it's just simply because it's the same old, same old. So do we need to just like we would normally do with an in-house class when they get bored, right? Because they get bored coming to the class. So, I mean, do we need to shake that up a bit? And, and how can we do that? Because I know with me, I just opened on Monday, and we're simultaneously Zooming the class. And we told the people that are on Zoom, um, you know, we're going to teach to them as well. And we're going to walk over to the camera and speak to them. And it's not going to be like it's just us and them on Zoom. It's going to be a live class, and we're going to be teaching the class. And they're going to have to pretend like they're a student in that live class and follow along. You know, we're not going to be specifically always walking over to the camera and talking to the Zoom population, but um, we don't want them to feel like they're outcasts either. So I don't know. Are you still doing the Zoom classes simultaneously? We are, yeah. So Mr. Bean is in charge of the Zoom uh, class, and he's actually running the whole class. Uh, and then uh, okay. Mr. Kent, uh, he is, you know, helping the, the physical students along with one or two other instructors, depending on how many people we have in that class. Okay. So, yeah, so that you have a team that's engaging the both groups because that's important. Listen, a lot of people are like, they're Zoomed, the instructors are Zoomed out too. They're like, hey, listen, you either come back to real classes or you or you don't, you know. And I had a few clients of mine that said, I'm just going to cancel my Zoom class. I said, you're going to lose a lot of people. I mean, don't penalize them because they're afraid. I mean, there's, no, there's not a second that goes by that we're still not in this perpetual coronavirus loop where everyone, even people are joking like, you know, it's corona this, you know, and they laugh. You know, even I had to yell at one of my instructors the other day, I'm like, stop mentioning corona in the class, you know. So just let's make it normal. Let's just make them train yes. and, and have a good time. Stop bringing up the negative. So um, I think that we have to be really careful with how we, we talk and what we say and how we act and keep those people that are still fearful in the, in the loop and having a good time. So, all right, I have a question for you. So, um, what what steps do you think? And you know, this is important business stuff. In general, you should be preparing. And I think this is why um, a lot of people. I don't want to say failed or had to close, but they they weren't prepared for something like this to happen. And and it doesn't matter. I was telling Nicole yesterday. Um, we were sitting by the pool, and I said to her, you know. I, I can't believe the devastation like a family would feel like they're one minute they're barbecuing in their backyard and then some places like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if you have that by you in Chicago where those whistles go off and there's a tornado zipping through and people hit oh, the yeah. tornado bait and then their house is like literally swept away by a tornado. And then everything, their entire world, their pictures, their history, their photos, their, their, their videos their, is gone. Like, so right. what is, what do you have, you know, when, how do you prepare for that something like that? And I'm going to share an idea with you when we're off the air later of an invention I came up with in regards to that. Okay. But I want I want you to tell me your opinion on it. 
um, but I'm not going to share it live because people will steal it. Um, but you know, so what do you what do you think people need to do to prep? Like, why were you more stable than let's say, like, why was I more stable than let's say the 32 schools in Long Island that I know of right now that went out of business? Um, Boy, uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I think. P- you know, one of the one of the things was uh, this this beginning of this year was phenomenal. I don't know if you felt it. You know, the yeah. first quarter I ended the first quarter the best first quarter I think I've ever done in business right. this year. Um, right. So part of that, you know, and saving some of that money and not spending all of it, you know, right. obviously helped out extremely well. Uh, for me, that you know, it, it, that that was that was very good. So that that was part of it. The other part was um, I do have a savings account, you know, for the business, and where it's not you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, there was money that was in there to 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 pull from. Um, you know, that money probably would have lasted me maybe a month if you know I, I if that was the only thing that I could have drawn from. Right. And then you know I was fortunate that. You know, I only lost revenue on maybe, you know, 50, 50 to 60 students. While that sounds like a lot, you know, when before we began the virus, I was at 241 students. Right. So to right. lose that revenue was big, but it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't the fact that I had to close right away. You know, I still could run yeah. off of that. And... And when everything hit, of course, I called the collectors. I called the uh, my landlord. I well, actually, I talked to my landlord face to face. You know, I, there's there's steps that I went through to cut my expenses. Yeah. You know, I didn't run the back room at all. I have two rooms, and you know, of course, I shut the air off back there, or, or the heat off, or whatever it was. Electricity's yeah. off. So all of that combined, you know, helped. And then, you know, unfortunately. There was only two staff members, me and Mr. Bean, and so the yeah. payroll extremely went down. Um, right. It, it, you know, in those. So, if I had to run the business at the level that I was running it prior, without that same income, yeah, I think I would have been. Well, I know I would have been worse off. You know, I, I, I don't know what right. I would have done if that makes sense. Oh, totally does. And, and, you know, I do have to, listen, you know, some, some people may think that, you know, uh, this is all political, what I'm going to say, but it's not, you know, so we were really lucky that the powers that be, the government put in certain things in place, like one, encouraging landlords to, you know, take, take a discount or, or discount to, you know, uh, rent, um, because they weren't going to be allowed to evict you anyway, because they couldn't evict you for non-payment during during this situation. Then the the PPP loans and all the disaster relief grants, and um, people were able to school owners get on unemployment, and then they had that six hundred dollar cap, which was ending at the end of July. But um, that was massive for many people. I know myself too, because I'm not drawing a salary, so I was on unemployment. Um, and uh, it's interesting at how a lot of those things less the bills, I actually came out with more money in my savings account than I did beforehand that I was able to put in because when you have no overhead, and this just goes to show people that, you know, running that big hat, you know, no cattle kind of mentality where you have this massive school and, hey, listen, I'm killing it. I have, you know, I have 400 students 
and it cost me, you know, 380 of them to run this major operation, right? But then when that stops, now you're stuck with a bill that you could just no longer handle. So I give credit to all the school owners who were smart, kept their overhead low. You know, they worked in that three mentality where it's like high quality, high profit, low stress, and low overhead, right? You know, those are the, the three men, things that I think are four things that you should be working on. So um, that's a good thing. So, I mean, yeah, for me and you, for you and I, uh, we were able to really kind of stay going. And, and I lost about 50% of my enrollment. Um, so that was a lot. Like, you know, so half my income went out the window. And I don't know if I'll get back 15 or 20 of those percent of those people back. Right, yeah. There's going to be a variable that we're not going to get back, uh, unfortunately. You know, they're just never going to come back yeah. to martial arts. Uh, but I will say, too, I did get uh, the PPP loan, so that helped dramatically where I could use right. that for, for eight weeks uh, for not everything, but for, for the bulk of my expenses yeah. um, and, and then, you know, go back to my regular income coming in for expenses. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, for some, for us as business owners, it really did help us, you know, so like whatever they did in the government to come up with this this stuff, I don't know where we're coming up with all that money, that's something, I have no <laughs> idea how they figure, they're just going to keep on printing paper, but that's yeah, my grandkids are going to, my great-grandkids are going to be paying for this one, too. Yeah, I don't know, like, that's a whole entire world that I just can't fathom. You know, and it, it all started with them taking the dollar off the gold standard, but that's a whole other conversation back in the day. Um, but um, but really, honestly, though, that's really where it has literally helped us, um, you know, run our schools and stay in business. However, those schools that closed didn't have that. They, they stopped. They didn't Zoom. They were thick-headed. They didn't want to do it. They said stuff like, I can't do it. I'm in Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. Meanwhile, our buddy Kenny Bigby thrived during this time. You know, like even now on my, um, I have a, a group that I've made for New York State, um, New York State Martial Arts School Task Force to try to keep us all in the loop of what's going on in our state. And um, a lot of these guys are like, no, nah, you, you don't understand. They, you know, they would say to me, Ali, you don't understand. I do self-defense. I'm like, no, if you know anything about me, I understand. That's all I do. You know, but I was able to make it work and keep people going. And by the way, you and I both know people are so thankful. They they were so the ones that appreciate. Oh my gosh! So yes. Thankful. Right? They, you know, you did um, you did special nights like bingo night. You did scavenger hunts. I did a virtual pet show. I've had guests. You came in as a guest instructor for me. I came in for you. We had all these wild guest instructors coming to teach. It was cool. So I think that. We, by the way, I would suggest continuing to do some of those special events on Zoom for the entire population so that the Zoom people also feel connected and the other students still, you know, get that scavenger hunt at their house at night, you know, in, in their own home, you know, that kind of thing. I think that they should absolutely yep. do that. So cool. So I have a question for you. What are you doing? Um, you know, that, what are you now putting in place or give me some ideas that you kind of had an epiphany um, of what you're going to do differently now to prepare for this in the future. Like, have you, have you changed like your, um, are you going to change your schedule uh, indefinitely to be a certain way differently than what you were doing? Are you going to change the way you run your revamping a certain program or whatever? You know what I mean? What, what are some of the takeaways that you got from this, you know, this quarantine, this whole entire thing? Yeah, okay, so this sounds really weird to say, but uh, my prices are going up. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's one. Uh, and the reason my prices are going up is because I can operate on the price structure that I have. Um, but uh, it's going to be difficult to save more money on the price structure that I have. Right. So part of this strategy is going to be to save more money. And the easiest way I know how to save more money, uh, not only just cutting costs, things that aren't necessary, but I've already gone and done that because of all of this, right? Um, you, you know, so things that I've used before or weren't using before or thought I was using before, that's all been cut away. Right. right. And you can only cut so much out of your, your budget anyhow um, uh -huh. and still maintain excellence. But but the price is the the price is going to go up, and so how that's much, one. How much, are you, two, how much are you going up? Like, what are you going to raise by? Like, what percentage or just a dollar amount or what? Yeah, yeah. So right now, um, prior to um, and and the price is not going to change until September. But uh, right. so one forty nine a month is our base price. Okay. Second person is ten percent off. And then anybody else in the family can train at no additional cost. Of course, of course, they pay the $100 registration fee, and that's that's it. Um, first off, I'm not doing a break on the second person, so the both first and second will be uh, full, full price. price, right? And then anybody else will be, uh, you know, free. But again, they'll all pay the $100 registration fee. And I'm I'm going to do uh, just. It's, I know this sounds really goofy. Uh, but I was talking to a, a business friend of mine, and he said he, he, we were talking about raising price, and he said, "Well, why don't you just make it, you know, one hundred and fifty-six dollars and eighty-two cents?" And as soon as right. he said that, it, re, it reminded me of the book that we read with regards to negotiations. When you yeah, negotiate, yeah. when you you give the exact number that you want, because it looks like you have really done your homework on what the cost is. Right. Right. So, so I'm going. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do, uh, you know, and I'm not going to do the 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 57 because that, you know, I'm not going to do 157. That's just the, so I'm going to do the one. I'm going to do the 156.83. Right. That's awesome. So you were. How much did you add on? About 10 bucks. Uh, no, from 149 to 156.83. So it's only like what five or six bucks. Yeah, so kind of like a painless, a painless amount, right? You know, like when you jump, like I raised my tuition last year, uh, five bucks. And, you know, some people, I mean, <laughs> some people that I know have money, you know, they're always the worst. Um, they were complaining. Oh my God. That's but that's why they have money. Yeah, that, that's $60 a year. Then I had one mom, she was hysterical. I mean, at first I read the email and I was blown away by it. She's one of those parents that you want a thousand of, right? So she wrote me this big long email. You know, Sheehan, I can't believe you're, you know, you're raising your prices five dollars, and I have two children, and you know that's going to add on. And she broke all the numbers down for me. You know, that's sixty, that's one hundred and twenty dollars a year. And then at the very end, she writes, "Oh, wait a minute, never mind. I just won't buy one or one Starbucks a week." Like, and then she said, "I was just kidding. This is easily, you know, this is very fair." You, and then she went into this whole thing. Like, she's the type of mom, too, that her recently her kids were on Zoom, and they've been shutting off their camera and telling me that their camera's broken. So the other day I caught them because their camera went on, and their dad was there. And I'm like, hey, how come your camera's working? And the dad's like, this camera's always been working. I said, you do understand, sir. He's been telling me for the last two months that his camera's broken. And you know, that was all. They, the dad was like, we're going to talk later. You know, and I 
had a long talk with the kid, and the mom wrote me this letter, like, because I said, if you shut your camera up again, I'm kicking you out of class, and I did. Normally, a parent would be like, I'm paying for that. How dare you kick This parent wrote me this big, long letter on how I held her kid to the grind. That's going to be a great yes. lesson, you know. And I'm like, I want a thousand more parents like you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, but, um, or at least so, a hundred, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'll take ten. Uh, you know, that would be even better. So, okay, so, so, so you're raising that, the that's price. That's not the only thing. Yes, so raising the prices, okay. Uh, also, um, uh, you know, by raising the price, then you have your upgrade program, right? Right. So my upgrade program is $20 more per month. I'm going to maintain that. So it is going to be $20 uh, unless I want to do like maybe $23 or something like that. But, right. you know, right. that's, going to, that's going to be pretty consistent. And then I have another upgraded program uh, from there, which is our storm team, which those people learn how to teach. Uh, I'm going to right. raise that from $10 more per month. I'm going to raise it to, to an, another $20 more per month. Um, okay. So we'll go from, you know, 156.83, and then the next person would be, one you know, 176.83, and then the next person would right. be 196.83. Right. Um, so I have a friend who runs his leadership instructor training program. All he does is teach one class for an hour per month, and and um, he has an upgrade fee of eighty dollars for that program per month, almost a thousand bucks a year. Um, and he's he's packed to the gills. I mean, like I was blown away. I he brought me in as a guest to go and teach at his school, um, as as a guest instructor to teach his students how to teach. Um, I thought that was amazing. And uh, I asked him the price and how many people. I was blown away. I do it in my school. It's a uh, four day, uh, you know, four, uh, one day a week. Saturday mornings, four times a month, and I charge a $50 upgrade. Um, but I'm going to revamp that program. So that's one thing that I'm definitely well, going to be doing. Mine is um, almost all of it is online. <clears throat> so oh, right. I have I, – I, I've created a university through Spark where, um, you know, you, this is how – this is – so I have two categories. One is um, – and maybe we should – maybe we should wait and talk about this another time. Uh, okay. But yeah. most of it is automated. I, I meet with them once a month for 15 minutes to do a physical test, and I meet with them once a quarter for uh, an hour and a half uh, team building and uh, okay. you know, information exercise type thing. So, uh, but, but maybe okay, I'm going to write that down. Of that one. Yeah, well, that's on your leadership team, right? I'm writing that down. No, that's so a storm can. team. Storm team. Storm that team. might be what you call leadership, but right. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to write that down and keep it in our notes so that we can have it for the, maybe another future call. So the other thing uh, is that we are going to be, uh, you know, continuing to do the summer camps that we are, you know, we do every every year. But we right. we started this at the beginning of this year, which kind of sucks. But uh, you know, the days that we're closed. Because we, we, we close for uh, President's Day, we close for Columbus Day, we close for spring break, those type of things. We implemented um, camps. So spring break camp, okay. we, actually had, we actually had five people in for spring break camp, and that was in the middle of, of the whole corona thing, wow. uh, you know, that type of thing. We still had five people that wanted to come. They needed babysitters, and I'm like, bring them in. Let's just do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, that was the week – that was the week after Illinois closed, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we, you know, you, 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 they didn't say we couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Right. But there was only so, five so people anyhow. So what, so what I'm hearing is, number one, price increase, just to offset a little. Nothing direct, dramatic, so people are shocked by the price. Um, the second thing is you're going to add on um, – you're adding on what? You said you were going to just do a different different thing with your storm team, and, and that's mostly virtual. Have you changed that, revamped that, or done anything different that, that's, or no? That's, that's been mostly virtual uh, almost from the, okay. the, the get-go when I when I, uh, when I I switched it over about a – almost two years ago now. Okay, cool. So, but cool. but that would cost more. Right. How about any other things that in place that you had, like even personally, uh, and, and you know, an epiphany. I know uh, it's funny. Like my my um, fiance Nicole works at a home from the living room, and her desk is right in front of the big bay window that's on our second story overlooking the neighborhood. The amount of people that are walking with their dogs, with their spouses, with their kids, you know, and to see all this, and it's just amazing. Like every few minutes, some other group of couple is going by. So a lot of people have changed their ways, like they're exercising more, they're, you know, they have more time to spend with their family. What are some of the epiphanies that you have that you're maybe going to change? Like what, what are you going to do differently um, personally and business-wise that you got out of this quarantine? Well, you know, look, uh, you, 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 you met my uh, health coach, Mike Storms, right? Yeah. Right. He's, he's the one that, um, you know, had reached out to me and, uh, you know, before the quarantine had happened. And that's why I, I lost all the weight that I did, you know, yeah. and now, uh, I, I'm actually paying that forward. You know, I've got right now, I have, uh, three people, no, excuse me, four people, uh, that I'm helping to lose weight. And so, um, you know they're on the the same program that I was doing, and and right. you know that's a that's another uh, you know avenue of uh, revenue for myself. And I'll tell you that's amazing. Uh, it's it's so people easy... could re- people could reach out to you if they want to learn more about this as well. Inbox you and learn how Dwayne lost. You said forty some odd pounds. Yeah, yeah. Without working out, just diet change Zero or they working out. That's Zero incredible, though. That's great. And you're healthy. And, you have energy, more energy. Yes. And my body is now to a fat-burning stage where, you know, uh, it, it it's burning fat. Like, even uh, when I went to Florida, um, I, I did not eat healthy. Um, and that's not right. <laughs> but uh, right, right. I, I'll tell you what, by the end of the week, oh, my gosh, did I feel sluggish. I felt horrible. Um, right. And I, I literally gained eight pounds back. Wow. But within the – so by – we got back Saturday. By Wednesday, I was already five pounds down. And by, the, by Sunday, I was the other, the other three. I was back to my 175, you know, within wow. a week. good for you. That's amazing. And it wasn't – yeah, and it wasn't that, you know, I was starving myself, none of that stuff. It's just I got back into the routine that I should have been in, you know what I mean, while I was gone. So yeah. So, but anyway, that's another revenue source that I'm 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 going to be doing now. And it's right. funny because it's it's uh, ridiculous that I had not been already doing this in the first place. Not only just for my own health, but I, I can't tell you. You know how it is, right? Everybody thinks that we're kind of like, and no offense to chiropractors. But we're kind of, we get we get all the questions kind of like chiropractors do, right? Oh, this hurts, that hurts. I feel this way. What do you, you know? 
my, yeah. well, and but the chiropractors don't get this question. Hey, my kid's acting up. You know, what do I do? Blah 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 blah. You yeah, know? yeah. But yeah. we get all of the medical questions as if we are uh, a doctor or a chiropractor or even a physical therapist, right? And then we get right. all of the questions uh, as if we're a you know a child psychologist as well, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. wellness coaching. Wellness coaching is the the, uh, the next next thing that I'm putting it. You actually have a regular phone. I do, but I never use it. That's it. I only use it for outgoing calls. But the reason why I have it is because it's more expensive not to in the package that I have. I tried to okay. disconnect it, and they said, "Oh, your your cable bill is going to jump up by a hundred bucks." I'm like, "Keep it then. Like it's just so dumb." But um, so so so, so, so anyways. Uh, that's another revenue source that I'm going to be, uh, we're not going to be, uh, that I am utilizing. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, that I'm involved with uh, Cobra and, you know, Cobra Defense. Right. And right. Uh, I think now, now's the time more than ever that, you know, uh, self-defense classes and those type of things. So I, yeah. I, we've pared down our curriculum so that I only need the front room now to run all yeah. the classes, and not to yeah. mention that, you know, not, not all, all of our population is in anyways. So right. my plan is to use that back room to uh, utilize that for my COBRA defense. And then I just start bringing in people to do the uh, private trainings or the semi-private trainings or the group right. trainings, um, you know, and then I would have, I'm eventually, you know, looking to uh, hit corporate deals too because I I, I want to get on the corporate side because that's obviously where the money's at. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, all of those are combined. I just don't want to keep all my eggs in one basket. Uh, right. And you know, you and I have talked about this before. You got to build your business to a position that it doesn't need you anymore. My, <clears throat> I don't need to be out on the floor teaching. I haven't needed to be yeah. out on the floor teaching for years. Um, and even more so now in two years, like two years ago, I think, is when we started Spark. With that operating system, there's so much less that I need to do now, uh, you know, that, that the automations take care of um, yeah. inside of Spark that, I, you know, Mr. Bean can run that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. yeah there's a lot of switching that I've done. I hate to say it, but Spark is an employee eliminator. I mean, it takes a lot of the, the stuff and automates it where you don't have to pay someone to do it. Um, if, if Spark alone, that would be their selling feature. Like, you could probably eliminate so much of this staff or extra business or other software. So that's a good a good thing. So real quick, so let me – so then that's great. So then you had – you know, you kind of reevaluated your health. You started up a second source of income by doing this passive income or more of a – you know, health coaching type thing, plus your school. You extricated yourself from your school a little bit, and you could stay that way. Um, you raised your prices ever so slightly to, to make up for some loss of income, but to, to kind of elevate because, honestly, the prices that you're charging, you're a little, little bit more expensive than I am. And when I mentioned I'm going to do a slight price increase, my fiance Nicole, was like, I don't know. This is not the right time to do it. And I said it's actually the right time because – the people who can afford it are going to just pay because it's only a small increase, ten bucks. Um, the new people won't know any better. They're going. To, I've already had two people sign up at the new price of one, you know, one forty-five. I charge for my basic program, and they're like, "Oh, that's fair." Like they didn't even bat an eyelash, you know. So yeah, uh, the and you know what? Are, when you when you hear that, you know that it's time to yeah. to do this. 
Right. And, and you know what, though? The problem is my old people are so set on what they're paying that they're going to give me a hard time. I've had people give me a hard time threatening to quit. And one family took both of their boys out for a $2.50 increase per child. They're like, we're not paying it. I said, you can't even honestly be arguing with me on this, and I'm not going to entertain it. And they just like, well, we're not going to, we're not going to stay. And I thought maybe I should let them stay at the regular price. But I was like, you know what, I'm not going to let them bully me into being underpriced, you know, that kind of thing. So real quick, let me let me say uh, that why why did some schools, uh, in your opinion, close while others stayed open? I I think a lot of it had to do with preparation. I think a lot of it had to do with thick head uh, thick headed mindset where I'm not going to adapt to Zoom. I'm not going to do it this way. Um, I also think that they weren't standing on very solid ground to begin with. So. They were probably running on that thin red line of barely making any money. Some of these people that closed were people that were doing it because they loved it. They weren't making money at it. You know, that age-old mentality where, like, I don't do this to make a living. Now it cost them money, and they couldn't afford to take money out of their jobs and their household and their savings to keep it afloat. So they said, you know what, it's not worth it to me. Another reason why you have to actually run your school, no matter what size it is, is that a high profit. And, I mean, you know, not – gouging people, but making a profit so in case anything like this happens, you could survive it. Um, and then the other thing, too, is is knowing, like, what you're doing as far as investments, you know, saving money, investing properly, having a second source of income, things like that. That's what can keep you going in tough times. There's an old age uh, saying that uh, it basically says that you should have at least two years of income in some sort of rainy fun just in case god forbid something happened like like we were talking i think we were talking beforehand i don't remember if it was on the call or off where i said what if your entire livelihood was swept away by a tornado tomorrow you're yeah. sitting at your house did i say that online yeah. yeah i forget um but you know what if that happened so what could you do like would you wait around for the insurance company could you go somewhere do you have relatives that you could stay with do you have enough money to go to a hotel rent an apartment like, how can you rebuild? You know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. we got to have that at least in the bank. I'm amazed. I'm honestly amazed. And this is, I knew this all along, but I'm more amazed so now than ever, how many people live paycheck to paycheck. That, you know, the minute they lost their source of income, you know, haircutters, whatever their jobs are, and they couldn't work any longer, that they were right there at that point where they were, they were in, the, in the negative. Like, they were like, I don't have any money anymore. Like, I'm done. I can't afford to keep karate going. I can't afford to have the cable bill. I can't, you know, that kind of thing. So um, yep. what's some insight on that? Do you have any insight on it for a business owner, some things quickly that they should think about and prepare and set up to start, you know, setting their future up? God forbid this happens again. And we did have a great question um, from one of our, our, our viewers, which was Kai. He said, I see that California is under re-lockdown again. Anyone have any plans if we go back into lockdown again for income, et cetera? By the way, California is, is actually not part of the United States anymore. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's like it's just so wonky the way they're doing things. I mean, tent cities and, you know, a, you know, zones where people could do what they want and live what they – it's just amazing to me that they actually are still part of the United States. Um, but yeah. um, So I think New York is different. Your state is probably going to handle it differently. But, um, but what do you think? Let's first get the question. Um, what do you think people should do? Maybe like two or three items they should start thinking about to put in place now 
Well, listen, we've talked about this on other calls, right, on other podcasts with regards to knowing your numbers. Um, and I would go back and research some of – I mean, this is our 248th podcast, okay? Right. I would encourage – and you can go back, go to schoolintertalk.com, and you can find uh, – there's a search button up there, and just type in, you know, know your numbers or percentages right. or something like that, and, and, right, and it right. should come up. Um, because your business from the get-go, which mine didn't, mine, well, mine did until I until I bought my partners out, and then I screwed everything up, right? Because um, I didn't know my numbers. But from the beginning, you should set it up where you know you know your numbers and you know your percentages. So you should know that you know ten to twenty percent of your uh, of your um, budget should go to advertising. You know, ten percent right. is just to maintain. Twenty percent is to grow. I mean, and that's right. gross profit, by the way. We're talking gross profit. Yeah. Um, you know, so that should be that. Forty percent of your gross profit should be to salary. So now you're at fifty to sixty percent already. Okay. And then you have utilities after that. So maybe you know, at best, at most, twenty percent for utilities. Right. So now you're at either eighty or seventy percent. That allows you a thirty thirty to twenty percent. Um, 30 to 20 percent net gain, right? Right. That's the net that's left over, and 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 that's the way it should always be. Now, right. If you ran your school that way, and maybe even if you took another 10 percent out for incidentals or whatever, then you're still at uh, you know 10 to 20 percent, right? That it's always yeah. a net gain every single month, and then that needs to be put away and invested or whatever. I mean, that's where you could get in and, and talk to some sort of advisor on what you want to do, whether you want to take that money yeah. in. But the first thing should be take that money and do it in the rainy day fund like you talked about. So then now right. you have two two years of, of money, and it's going to take you yeah. at that point. <laughs> I mean, really, if you think about it, it's going to take you 10 years. If it's 10%, it's going to take you 10 years to save up two, you know, one year of, of that, of that money, or it's going to take you 10 years to, if it's 20%, take you 10 years to have that much money in the bank for the whole year, you know, for right. two years. Right. Um, you know, that type of thing. Or you take it and you multiply it by investing into things that are going to bring you back revenue, whether it's, um, you know, real estate or, or, or stock market or whatever it is, but that's to your discretion. But those are things that you're going to have to take into consideration. But you got to know your numbers, and you got to operate inside of those numbers. If you don't do that, then you are living paycheck to paycheck, and you're screwed when something like this happens. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. I look back over my shoulder, and on my bookshelf, I had my this boomerang that I got from when I was in Australia, right? And, you know, for me, I always see how they throw a boomerang, and it comes back around, and they catch it. But I've always tried to throw this boomerang. You know what it does? It just goes out in the field, and I have to walk over and pick it up. It never comes back at me. So um, I, I thought to myself, like, wow, this boomerang, and I got this as a gift when I went to teach in Australia at the uh, martial arts super show down there. Um, anyway, I, I find it interesting at in how we forget that we have to have this cyclical type of lifestyle, right? So people, and, and some of the comments from Frank Burgess, who's one of our uh, uh, viewers from Bermuda, he wrote, you know, most people are in a situation don't know how to manage money. He said they make tons and they save none. Or he said others just don't have anything after their bills. So when I first do coaching, I always sit down and I say, listen, let's look at all your bills. I mean, you, I, I manage my mom's money. She's 84 years old in Florida. She gets Social Security and a small pension. 
but she lives at like a 40% ratio. So like her overhead is so low that all her bills right. are paid with 40% of her income, right? So she's making 60% of it is going into a savings fund just in case, God forbid, and she doesn't need it. It's not like she's scrimping in any way. This is her living her life, just happily doing that. I mean, she's not going on vacation. She's 84. She's in her home. Her home is beautiful. It's maintained, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that most people have to take that and look at it like the boomerang effect, right? They have to look at their stuff and say, how much am I spending? Do I need to have all this stuff? I'm not asking you to be, um, you know, frugal and live a life of, you know, a, a poor person. You know, I want you to enjoy life. But there's so much that we do that we do to keep up with the Joneses. We do to, you know, have status. We do because it's trendy. Um, you really should know your numbers. All your home expenses and all your business expenses should be on two separate spreadsheets or, or two separate columns. And then you should know what it costs you to live at home to the penny and what it costs you to work at your businesses and run your business to the penny. And then you compare your income, right? And you can always look to reduce the overhead, right? You, can, you never know. I always, every three or four months, negotiate with my cable company, negotiate with this company. I'm always searching for cheaper insurance. Um, and I'm always paying down debt, unbelievably so. Um, Nicole and I have paid down a massive amount of debt during this quarantine because I'm not paying for my car right now. It's on a forbearance for a few months, so I got that breathing room to take that money and pay down massive debt, right? I'm not paying for my mortgages. My mortgage in my East ISO building was paid for by the SBA for six months all the way until September, literally paid my mortgage so that my mortgage is being paid and going down equity-wise, paying my insurance, everything. It's incredible. Um, anyway, long story short, I took that opportunity to pay down extra debt. So when we come out of this, even though my, my, my income has dropped dramatically, my overhead has dropped even more dramatically so that I'm able to survive at a lesser money. Now, if I'm smart, I'm going to keep my overhead low. I'm not going to go, hey, now I'm going to make money. I'm going to go buy another thing and buy this and that. And then I now once my profit rises, I'll have that much more in between to stock away, save away, pay down even more debt, and do things that are going to make me so that I don't stress. Like my, if I sat on the couch with a psycho psychologist, I'd probably talk about money issues. That's the thing that keeps me up at night. It stresses me out. I don't really have a worry in the world other than that. My life is perfect. You know, I, my daughter's awesome. My fiance is awesome. I love where I live. I love the things I have. I love what I do. What keeps me up at night is financial. And that's what happened when this quarantine hit. People were like in freak out mode. Remember the first few weeks or they were like, cancel my contract or I don't know what I'm going to do. They were freaking out. They thought the world was coming to an end. So th that's my suggestion, number one suggestion um, for people financially. I do have a few others. Do you want to comment on this as well? Yeah, uh, no, go go ahead and do the next one. I mean, I think we've okay. covered that. Yeah. So, so the next thing I think, let's talk about topics for rebuilding. What you, uh, you know, what do, what do we need to do to rebuild our schools? What should we be doing? And I'm going to rattle off a few quick things that I wrote so that I could, you know, you could comment on it. So, number one, I said I think each and every school should start to segregate their list, like break all their students down into paying and training students. Active paying and not training, that's a big one. Active paying and not training, because if they don't train, they're going to quit, right? Delinquent and training, the people who aren't paying, that maybe you gave them a break and they could still train, or the ones that are training but not paying because they're just getting away with it, 
and then delinquent who are not training. So the ones that zap their credit card, shut their credit card off, and they said, I'm not paying you. They've done chargebacks and not training. And, and then talk about the people that are on hold. You have to have, so the lists are active paying and training, active paying and not training, delinquent and training, delinquent not training, and the people that are on hold, right? You should segregate those lists. The next step is to engage personally with all of the different lists. Um, obviously, the most important step is to get the students who are on hold back to training, right? And then we want to get to communicate with them to find out what's going on. Like, why are they not training? Are they still afraid? Are they still out of work? Because we may come out of this and say, hey, I'm ready to be back in action. I'm ready to go. I want them to start paying again. Meanwhile, they might still be out of work. They lost their jobs. Their company's closed. They're broke. You know, so we can't just force them into something. So let's engage with them and talk to them and find out what's going on. We want them to start training again in some form or another, whether it be on Zoom or live classes as we start building again. Um, the third thing is that we need to get the students who are paying that are not training and shake them from the bushes. The ones that have been paying you nicely, but they're not coming in. They're not going on Zoom. Eventually, when your contract expires or they get around to it, they're just going to say, cancel me. We're out of the loop. We don't like it. They don't want to come back. The kids are bored. They don't think it's right for them anymore. So we have to shake those bushes, and that was a story that I told many times on this, um, but we have to get them and shake them from their lethargic type of mentality where they're just so bored, right? And my suggestion is to start with, number one, is uh, talking to them, you know, it could be for a myriad of reasons that they're not coming, money, boredom, lack of desire to come back. Um, I recently saw a post where an instructor said on, I think it was one of the forums for the martial art businesses, and they said, uh, I, I think most martial arts schools shot them in the foot by, shot themselves in the foot by doing Zoom classes, because now people realize how easy it is to teach, and, and they don't ever have to come out of their living room. While, while I don't agree with that, 100%. I do understand his mentality. People did sure. get used to moving from the bedroom. Hey, Johnny, get in the living room. I'm turning on your karate class. And they put their gi on, and, you know, as they're getting, and boom, they're, they're there. So um, we have to make sure that we kind of shake them out of where they're at, whether it be their fear or whatever. And the fourth thing is um, I think we need right now to rebuild just like we did when we, op we first opened our schools, right? Um, I'm not sure if I ever told this story, this story of my schools, but my schools are like, I've, I've been open for 30 years, and I look at my schools as a, a forest. And um, every five to seven years, that forest burns to the ground and re-seeds. Re so every group and all of us who have been open for any period of time, I'm sure, Dwayne, you've had those crux of people that started with you. They were there for everything. They were by your side. They went to every event. They paid for everything they did. They were, whatever you did, they were there, and then they eventually disappeared. We don't know where they are. We don't hear from them ever again. They're gone. And then you built another cycle of people. And it's every five to seven years, you have a whole other group. And I see them on Facebook, my first core group, my second core group. So every 30 years, I, over 30 years, I've had four cycles of people, right, So that have grown and, and disappeared. So now we have to look at our business about renewing a whole new group of people, rebuilding, marketing. Um, and really getting things going so that we have that, you know, that type of mi mindset where we're going to write those off that are not going to come back. We're not going to fight with them over it. Maybe you may threaten them with contracts. I have contracts. I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to ask them to pay a small cancellation fee and be done with it. Um, and then move on to the rebuilding phase of growing my schools like I've always done, like you and I have always done all along, and start again. 
So what are your thoughts on all of that stuff that I just said? Well, I, no, I think that that's, I think that that's perfectly fine. I, I agree with everything that you said. I think part of, um, you know, part of the rebuilding process uh, will be to continue to do your, your Facebook advertising, to continue to do your outreach programs. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the other thing that I, I forgot to mention, and I've talked about this before, I'm going to share the screen with you, is, um, let me throw it on here. This is our, um, so this is our advertising program. Right. And um, this is the website for it. I'm going to, I'll put it in here so everybody has access to it. But um, anyhow, this is, and, and if you go to uh, trustofkarate.com forward slash ads, A-D-S, um, you can see it here. But there, let me scroll down here real quick. There's, um, I think, nine ways to advertise with us. One is apparel billboard. So you'll get your logo on the back, right? <clears throat> blog banner advertising so that you'll have a banner on our blog. Um, and, and we have, you know, over 500 visits to our blog a, a month. A uh, email endorsement. So, and this is a year contract, by the way. Uh, right. One, e one email endorsement. So I will endorse your business. And I'll write the email or you can write it for me and then I'll, I'll you know, send it out to, to our list of over 3,000 people. Video sponsorship. Yeah. So all of my blog posts, all of my blog posts that I do, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, are, we turn those into videos. And so your advertising would be at the beginning of the blog post uh, on the video. And so, of course, those videos are virtual or viral, excuse me. So those are going to be on our yeah. YouTube channel. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you uh, the... Uh, the copy of that video too, if you want it, that type of thing. And then we have two televisions in our studio that uh, rotate, you know, messages and stuff. But your ads would be on there. And then belt promotion sponsorships. We have uh, four belt promotions we do a year. Those are just our regular color belt belt promotions. And you can be a sponsor of of that. And you actually can come to the studio during those belt promotions and set up a booth, that type of thing. And then mobile wow. advertising, you can advertise with us on our um, on our mobile device. And so you know how the mobile app works. That front yeah. page, <clears throat> your business will be there, and we can. And if you click on it, we can direct them straight to your website or your ad. Right. Um, and then customized self defense protection uh, uh, seminar. So you, you get a a, 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 a a an hour. We'll do a forty five minute self-protection seminar for you or your employees, your clients, your prospects, whatever, you know, and then uh, we can do it. We can host it here. And, you know, the first 45 minutes is self-protection, but then the last 15 minutes for you to pitch your product. Right. You know, because you're probably bringing in your clients or your, your prospects into this. Yeah. And then um, I don't know if people can hear me because uh, I guess I can, they can. I can right. hear. <clears throat> yeah, but I meant through the computer. So and uh, then let me, Facebook let, Live let me, interview. Let me turn I'm it. Give you. I'm going to turn it on yeah. for a second on my end and see. All right. Can Can you hear me? I'm, I'm, I'm your. Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I can hear, I can hear you. All right. So lastly is a Facebook Live interview where we're going to do a live interview uh, about your business, about your product, you know, those type of things. <clears throat> right. That'll be uh, That'll be in the interview. Man, can you see how fat my Facebook's there? <clears throat> <laughs> well, anyway, say that again. Uh, I say, can you see how fat my face looks there? Uh, yeah. Well, you were never fat, you, you know, so you're lean now, but you're never fat. Whatever. All right. So anyhow, <laughs> um, these are the different levels. So White Belt Club, 
and there's 10 spots available, you get for 20 bucks a month, you get uh, apparel billboard on the back, you know, of the T-shirt uh, or, or or even our long sleeve T-shirts, and then blog banner and then email endorsement. The $50, only six people, uh, six companies, you get everything that's in the white belt club, but you get the viral video sponsorship and you get to be on the televisions here. <clears throat> and then wow. the master club, the master club, you can only, there's only four people. That's a hundred bucks a month. You get all of those other things. Plus you get uh, one belt promotion sponsorship. So out of the four, you get to come in to one of them. Uh, mobile app ads, push notifications, which I will do one push notification for your business every month. And so right. I rotate those. So I'll have four people. There's four weeks in a month. Voila. Yeah. Right. Uh, customized self-protection seminar and then live based. So this all adds up to be $900 per month. If I have 10 on the, on the $20 per month, six on the 50 and then four on the 100, that's an extra $900 per month. That's amazing. So that's almost, uh, that's $10,800 in passive income per year for real estate that's already there being used with minimal effort to get those people, right? And um, Yeah, the other thing that's going to be effort is going out and getting the people. And then then the other effort is, uh, um, and it's not a lot of hard work, but putting um, putting their video into the video sponsorship with regards to the viral videos. It won't be that difficult, but, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, so think about that, and that was another thing that people should be considering with their schools is um, going out and, uh, and well, when we talked about getting other sources of income, it doesn't necessarily have to be non-martial art related. This is something that's right. a second source of income that's related within your school that we've been just, you know, remember that old saying, it's under this, it's this what, gold under those tatami mats? Like Okay, so here's how stupid I am, right? I, I've created this a while ago and then just never fired it. Right. I got a I got a text message or no, an instant message via Facebook from a guy that I know that owns a coffee shop seven miles down the road. He's in a different right. town. Hey, and I know he's got a screen. In fact when I before I got my I my screens, I said, Hey, what program are you using? He told me the program, right. Screen Cloud. It's 20 bucks a month per television screen, so I'm paying 40 bucks a month for my screens because I have two. And and I was talking with Bean uh, months ago about it, and he's and we're like, right. yeah, we need to we need to we need to get those paid. Like we need to have people advertising, so at least we're not paying money to have those screens, right? Yeah, right. So this kid, he's a kid. He's 23, 24. He messaged me and said, hey, we're 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 doing advertising on our screen. It's going to be thirty bucks a month. That's that's a you know a dollar a day. But since you're a friend of mine, I'll do it for twenty. Right. I right. freaking called him up and I said, I hate you. I said, great minds think alike. I sent him my my page and he's like, oh man, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, but the problem is I created all this crap. You created nothing and just started calling businesses. And he he called over I don't know. 25, 30 businesses in a day, and he's got seven people already on monthly. It's amazing, day. right? I know. So all he did I mean, was if he freaking did the work. Like, I, I, yeah. I, I know this. I know this, but I didn't yeah. do it. Well, well, there's a the thing. I, I think that, and this is my fear, though, with this whole entire quarantine, is that people, some people are energized and motivated to go out and kill it. 
while other people's level of energy that they used to put in or the level of hard work that they used to do, they're like, why? I'm going to cut back, and, and, and I get it. I'm going to enjoy time with my family. I'm going to spend more time relaxing, and that's all great stuff. Um, so there's going to be two sides of the coin. People are going to become a little bit more, you know, lethargic um, in their, you know, in their efforts to grow, grow, grow. Um, but uh, others are going to go out and absolutely kill it. So, uh, but I love the fact that, you know, you're right. It, all it is, no matter what idea, I always say, and I think we've done a call on this where I've written articles on it saying, um, you know, we have the right to print money. We literally could print our own money. I mean, legally, of course. I'm just make sure I could clarify that. But right. uh, we could print our own money, come up with an idea, and sell it. And you're all done. Well, like this kid did, uh, and, and there's a book by Michael Masterson called Ready, Fire, Aim. Let me say the title again, Ready, Fire, Aim. Yeah. Right. So it's a phenomenal book. But my problem is I did all aiming, 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 and didn't fire. This kid called up 30 people in a day, and now he has seven. He didn't even create a website. Didn't spend time doing all this. This looks right. beautiful, right? It's beautiful. Right. He freaking right. so he did the work. He fired, and he got ready. He fired, and then he then he worked out the kinks. And and we call that analysis paralysis. Often at times, perfectionists will do everything in steps. You know, we build the website, then we promote the website, and then we hope to get clients. While others are like, I'm going to just go get clients, and then I'll, while the website's being built, right? You know that kind of thing. You know, so yeah. It really is. But the, the shocking and amazing thing is, is that this is going to be, um, let's just pretend, 11 grand a year, that would be like college tuition for your youngest son. Or that could be a payment for a condo in the Florida Keys. Um, or it could be, you know, paying down debt, extremely paying off quickly on your mortgage. Um, you know, like whatever it is, it's going to hopefully prepare you and set you up for safety. And um, and more, you know, more. I, I want to say, um, I, I, I guess more preparation for God forbid something else ever happens, right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I forgot to say that that uh, that's the other thing that I'm firing because uh, you know it's crazy. Yeah. And then I think last call. I don't know. Last call. We may have talked about this, uh, but I, I think we did. Is I brought up what Roland Osborne was doing with regards to. Um, that six-week martial arts challenge. Did I tell you about that? Did we talk about that? You did mention it last time, but tell us more about it. I mean, we can't steal uh, Roland's idea of a share it, maybe, or whatever it is, but, yeah, tell, tell us. Tell well, us you can steal it. I'm Listen, I'm swiping and deploying it. I'm just not using him. Right. That's right. Exactly. So, you know, basically, and now, look, it, it, it probably would have been better with him because – he uh, is, is an icon in the industry. He's been on Discovery Channel. He has all these connections. Long story short, here's what he did. He created a six-week martial arts challenge to do a lot of different things. But one is to get your, your current clients back in, you know, current clients to maintain being engaged. Secondly is the ones that aren't engaged to try to get them to do something at least once a week. And then thirdly is to do a community outreach, you know, try to get more okay. people in the community to, to, to move in. The first two seminars – are basically, you know, martial arts seminars, right? Right. Uh, the next two seminars are uh, um, more event, uh, uh, community event seminars, where one is a bully one and the other one is a youth safety. The last two seminars 
are uh, more of a upgrade type, you know, martial arts seminar. So it's more of like a professional right. seminar. So rather than just a regular athlete, now you're a pro athlete type yeah. seminars. Um, I love the concept. And uh, anyways, my I, I didn't like the timing. So I, well, this sounds horrible for me to say. I didn't, one, I didn't like the timing because it started back in June. It started back in uh, uh, the last couple of weeks of June. And it even went into the 4th of July weekend, which I didn't want to, you know, I was going to be gone anyways, but I didn't want, I didn't want my people to have, feel like obligated to, to do anything during the 4th of July weekend. Um, right. So, and, and, and then, you know, selfishly, this is probably stupid of me. Um, and you can slap me virtually if you need to is, uh, um, I, I didn't want him and not necessarily him. I didn't want hyper promoted on, on to my students because I'm not a hyper school and I don't, I don't necessarily want to be a hyper school. Nothing against being a hyper school. You know, that's not what I mean, but it's not where I'm at right now uh, or if ever. Right. But, but, you know, not that I've never looked into hyper. I think it's a mighty, mighty, great, mighty program. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? But it's just not yeah. fitting into me right now and where I want my right, studio right. to be. I understand. No so anyways, the concept is phenomenal. Six weeks, get everybody engaged, whether it's your current or past or former, uh, and then bring in the, the, the community. So anyways, I've decided that I'm going to do my own uh, six-week martial arts challenge. Right. So the first two are going to be you know, more of a, an athletic seminar, but, but, but basics. And then I'm going to use Cobra, Cobra Defense, which I do, uh, for the bullying for one, and then anti-abduction for the next week. And then I'm going to do a pro athlete one, uh, you know, two pro athlete ones at the end. And, and okay. so I'm going to take that whole concept that he, he, he did, and I'm going to do it for my school, if that makes right. sense. But but the reason yeah. I'm going to do that is to like he's talked about because it's a great idea get people engaged get the get out to the community do a free event I'm going to contact the newspaper I'm going to contact the radio stations try to get on those for the because it's all done virtually you know yeah um, and and try to get publicity for the 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 uh, the bully one and the anti-abduction one specifically just because right. I want to bring people in you know that type of thing right awesome. Well, very cool. I, I like it. I love the idea. And I think, yeah, Roland is a genius. He's a good guy. I talk to him quite often. We uh, comment on each other's meals. He loves to cook. I love to cook. I'm always like, I said, I always tell him that looks delicious. However, it's got meat in it. I would do it vegetarian, vegan style. So uh, that's pretty awesome. I have one question, though, that Frank Burgess from Bermuda wrote. He wrote, if you spoke about increasing your fee, would at the same time you give others a payment plan in order to retain students? Would others see that as unfair? I don't know if you're still on with us, Frank, if you could clarify, you mean like a payment plan. Like um, I definitely suggest that you raise your fees a little. In fact, because you charge such a little amount in Bermuda, you're, you're very inexpensive for what you're charging. Um, you could raise your fees more. Um, but yes, definitely raise your fees. You know, I would say an answer to that question would be to work with the students, um, but I don't know about a payment plan. Like, if your fees are going to go up from 50 to 70 bucks, they should just pay the $70. I wouldn't put them on some sort of alternate payment plan, but I'm not sure what you mean by that. So if you're here, clarify that. If not, um, then my answer is definitely raise your fees a bit. You deserve it, and um, you're still way underpriced. 
and uh, let's uh, let's keep growing that school location. All right, Dwayne. So then that's really about it. So then we've done our call. We're overtime already. So any last comments? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say with regards to the fee increase, that personally, that's just going to uh, new people. I'm not uh, right. creating a fee increase for uh, the current clients, especially the ones that stayed with me over this. You know, there's right, no right, way right. that I'm raising raising the rates on on, on them. But the new price will be 156.83. Okay, cool. So for all new students, higher price, old students are grandfathered in for how long? Forever. Oh, okay. So they're going to stay at this price. Okay, not a problem. Yeah, and some sense. of them, and and some of the, yeah, and some of them will, you know, bump to the leadership price. So from 149 to right. 169 because they're going to get into leadership. Like I. I, we obviously haven't been doing it for a while, but I got my first leadership application because uh, we just right. handed it out this week to a student, and and he's paying one forty nine a month. If he gets into leadership, he'll bump to one sixty nine a month. You know, so there's awesome. still the, the 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 bump up for that. But I'm not going to increase their their base price. Yeah. Very cool. Very good. All right. Awesome, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the call. If you have any comments, of course, afterwards, put them in. Uh, I try to maintain this and watch it and comment on all the different comments even after this has been a live Yeah, you're much better than I am. Yeah, and, um, you know, I try to stay on top of it. So, and, again, obviously you could inbox either one of us on Facebook. Inbox me if you have a question. Um, Dwayne's a little bit less slower to reply on certain, you know, uh, responses. So just inbox me, and if it's a question for Dwayne, I'll forward it to him. Um, I have a little bit more poll with him, so he'll he'll answer me a little bit quicker. And uh, anyway, let's uh, let's keep on moving forward. If you have any questions or any suggestions for future topics, and I know this sounds like a selfless plug, but if you have a product, a business, or a company, and you want to be a sponsor on our show, reach out to me. We have some great sponsorship packages. We'll be showing a, a intro video soon before we start, and an exit video, and also we'll be monitor, um, mentioning our sponsors throughout the call. Um, and how to get in touch with them. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. And if you have a company, please reach out to us. And then lastly, I uh, just want to remind you that uh, go to schoolintertalk.com because there are 246 other podcasts that you may have missed. And so you can research through those podcasts. They all are applicable to uh, your school. Uh, they all are applicable to even these times. So I don't want you to think that these times are are so unprecedented that that the other uh, podcasts don't apply because they do. So, all right, thanks, yeah. Allie. All right, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Everybody take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, and, and i got to remind you, uh, when we get off this, you got to tell me your, your idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll hang on. Okay. All right, bye.